from points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of December 20th, 2012. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo Mulata-Willy, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Tony reviews the PCH Grill at the Paradise Pier Hotel, and we wrap up the year with our 2012 hits and misses. All of that, plus this week's news, Roundtable Rapid Fire, and our Diz Board's Threat of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hey. Happy, happy we holidays. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. For all oh. the Clintons be. Wow, we're covering them all. And a Happy New happy Year. Happy New Year. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. <laughs> Mickey Can style. I just say, I'm really glad. <laughs> no, no. No, you can't. Okay, no. moving on. Yes, continue. <laughs> I give you permission, Nancy. Go ahead. Oh. Thank you. Can I just say, I'm really glad there's only 21 candy cane Oreos in a package. 21? <laughs> That's all I got to say. 21? <laughs> Why we 21? have no financial relationship with the, Oreo with or Nabisco. Nabisco or, yeah. okay. <laughs> I love Tony, Mr. Disclaimer Spatel. Uh, <laughs> the greatest creation was when kisses was complimented by hugs. Oh, gosh. I remember that packaging. Wasn't, wasn't that just brilliant? So now you can have kisses and hugs. Hey, Mary Jo, what you been up to? I just got back from a... From a cruise. Ooh, Podcast nice. 5.0. Did you have a good time? 5.0. 5.0. Hey, speaking of 5.0. Oh, I'm looking ahead. I'm sorry. 4.0. 4.0. It was, it was wonderful cruise. And what was a little bit different this year is that Dizzers actually um, hosted beats. And John went ahead and he put them on the, on the main thread. And we played Diz Bingo. My favorite part was when Yvette tried to say merchandise homogenization. <laughs> Couldn't get it out. She ended up saying merchandise blah, 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 blah. We all knew what she was talking about, but we were in stitches when, when that was going on. There was a Bunko meet that was fantastic. What's that? Bunko is a dice game. A girl dice game that only girls actually, play. Actually, <laughs> it's not just a girl dice game. A lot of women play it. But what a wonderful way to meet people because you're constantly changing tables. Um, and so you end up talking to different people and it was a wonderful way to break the ice as well as raise money for Give Kids the World. They did, they did a really good job on both of those. And then, uh, Carol Bowling also held a podcast listeners meet and I couldn't make it because I, um, was overcoming a cold and fatigue, et cetera. So I was, I was out. So I was sleeping when they, when they had that. But, um, the, one of the things that I really wanted to go to and unfortunately missed, but from all accounts, it was a fantastic meet. And apparently she, um, facilitated people going up, introducing themselves and telling their story and how they got to be on the Diz. Nice. So there was, a, there were a lot of things happening and, I fell in love with the fantasy for much. I liked it better than the dream for some reason. Really? Uh, yeah. The the adult. I I didn't stay out late as like I did on the other cruise, but um, <laughs> but I did go to the 
the adult section, and it was just more inviting to me. They have an Irish pub, uh, piazza. They have this, and the, uh, remember those funky restrooms, Nancy? Mm-hmm. The ones okay. I heard you were, uh, doing quite the restroom tour. We did do the, we did the, the women's and men's restroom, because they had flamenco dancers and matadors, and Valerie Al's, um, Hi, Val. <laughs> yeah, guys, she, we just we let her nice gloss day. over going in the men's restroom. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff escorted us, so we were we were safe. We didn't, although uh, although a couple, not a Diz couple, they walked past, and when they saw all of us uh, <laughs> looking in this men's restroom, they did give us quite a queer look as as they passed by us. But um, there was a very nice looking matador overlooking his shoulder with his back turned to us, and so uh, Val had to pat his tush. So we got a picture of that and roses in our teeth and. Everything. Remy. I'll get uh, permission. That'll go public, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but wait until you see the picture. It's really cute. But uh, we had the Remy brunch, Remy dinner, Palo dinner, and it was fabulous. Eat, eat, eat. And, Goodness. Yeah, well, it was, it was, you know, you just have to take advantage. Uh-huh. I sat at a wonderful table um, with Lois and Greg. And yep. all Sirac is, I think, their last name, and Linda and John Cruz. Thank you. And uh, Roz and I shared a table and had the best time with them. Fantastic people. They're great. They were our table mates on 2.0. If you want to have more fun like like Mary Jo did, Podcast Cruise 5, I think, was hinted at uh, during that cruise. I know. We, we Dummy dates for it. They haven't announced the date okay. yet. But I, un- I understand it is going to be in 2014, and it also yep. is, it's also going to be a seven night, and it's going to be the Eastern Eastern Caribbean. Woohoo! St. Martin and uh, St. Thomas. St. Thomas, maybe San Juan, maybe. But um, yeah, Pete said it depends that on what they do for the to the Eastern. If we do that, I'm 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 down. Just yeah, we are too. The fact of hanging out with the with the fellow deserts. Also coming up next year, they're doing the Diz Cruise 1.0, which is on Royal Caribbean. I think you can still get on that. That is August 24, 2013. That's also a seven-night Eastern Caribbean. If you're interested in either Podcast Cruise 5.0 or Diz Cruise 1.0, email Tracy H T R A C E Y H at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and she will get you all the information. Anybody have any housekeeping? I have housekeeping, but I want somebody else to talk before. Okay. Okay. I got the quickest. The the arbor was no longer there at the Winter Village. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, I missed it. I missed. It was gone. Like maybe they listened to us, but it still didn't make it any better or worse. It was just a couple of kiosks. Okay. Speaking of annoying things from last show, surveys. All the survey people are still there. They've expanded. I saw survey people. In the hub on Main Street. What? Exactly. Oh, whoa, really? Yes. I think that crosses the line. It does cross. The I line. agree. Yeah. That crosses the line. I mean, I they're in they're the in their little period outfit, but still, I mean. Wow. So then next will be as I'm getting off a ride. So how? <laughs> what'd you think? Well, my big issue with it is Disney's all about backstage and on stage, or uh, hopefully, is that right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, and, and not, and not breaking that wall. And this, even in the period outfits, to me goes against 
everything that they're doing is now all of a sudden you're being a meta. Sorry, it's big in education that word. <laughs> um, being like a, a meta um, park goer, you're not supposed to be thinking about going to the park. You're supposed to be involved in right. being in Main Street or Frontierland, and now all of a sudden you're thinking about it, which is I thought the whole reason. That's what made Disneyland special. Absolutely agree. Well, we just have to remind everybody that your stock answer needs to be, it wasn't a good experience, it costs too much, <laughs> and this is your last visit because of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm serious. I know we're laughing, and I'm laughing too, but yeah. you, want an, you want another $200 increase in your annual pass? You keep saying that everything was wonderful and you got your, your value for your money, and you're definitely going to come back eight times next week. Good point. I wonder if you say to them, if you get the opportunity to tell them, well, it was good until you asked me how it was. Like, can, can we say the fact that you're there is a problem? Like, no, I don't know. Because, because I don't, the, it's not in their stock answers. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they, the, the, the survey people don't contribute to the data. They simply take your email address. Mm-hmm. And from what I've found, most of the surveys, they, they will allow you to comment on cast member interaction. You don't have a lot of opportunity to say, say, so what else did you think? What other comments would you like? Yeah, However, you, you can comment at City Hall all you want, correct? Yes, definitely. Um, now, there is, there is a thing there. They have to, they of course read everything. They have, I think the new rule is if a comment comes into City Hall, it pretty much just gets filed. These days, it's emails that have to be responded to, or at least reacted to. Right. I don't know if you get a personal response to a guest comment that comes in via the Disneyland website, but it does go supervisor level or something like that when it's submitted. I know that on the Disneyland board, there's a, an issue. I think they have it on the community board right now. And people have been um, sending email after email after email. And a lot of them have been getting stock answers. But sometimes they, some of them have actually been getting phone calls back uh, regarding their concerns and um, also personal emails as opposed to just the stock answers. And so just have to be the- diligent. Absolutely agreed, and we we also, in the midst of all of this, want to remind folks: don't yell at the cast members. It wasn't right. their fault. They they don't yeah. they don't run the business. They they don't get to make any decisions. It's you you can help ha- have them help you resolve an issue if you really got one, but it's not their fault about anything in the park. My Give the ca- other cast members. Ju- just saying, cast members don't don't get a get, don't get enough slack. We appreciate you, yeah, CMs. Well, and you know, my other thing is, okay, so how many times when you're going out the grocery store and somebody's selling you some candy or someone wants you to get a right, right on, at least in California, sign a proposition and do all that, and you purposely go, okay, I'm going to go out the other exit so I don't have to <laughs> do this. Right. Now I'm thinking of that at Disneyland, and that's the last place I want to think about it. You're uh-huh. trying to, okay, if I go this way, yeah. then I don't have to see. I I'm not supposed you. to go into Disneyland and try to, I understand hiding from a crowd. Like trying to get away from the, the big crowd, but 
I just don't, I just don't like the way it feels. I understand they have yeah. to do it and it's not the cast members and I feel really bad for the cast members that are actually, guess what? Your job is to ask people questions about their experience, but. But know. what if people, you know, in a polite way said, this is really annoying. No, I'm not going to answer as opposed to just avoiding them and getting the message across that way. Maybe I think that has to go in the survey. I don't know that telling the survey taker, I don't think that information's going to go anywhere. I'm just They can tell their supervisor, but they they could tell their supervisor, but their supervisor probably doesn't have a way to report that and isn't going to. That's a guess, I don't know. Well, maybe I th- we should get the address, the, the email address and I'll put it in the show notes. So if you if this is a concern for you, let Disneyland know. Absolutely. That's a good idea. And speaking of stupid surveys, <laughs> I got a survey about candlelight. Interesting. Oh, so did I. Oh, yeah, but ours was rained out. Yeah, oh, ours was rained out, exactly. No, it wasn't rained out. It was pre-rained, and then it stopped as soon as they decided not to have it. Do they I understand. Compl- There's no- do their computers do. not know? I mean... Apparently not. And did they ask you how did you like it? Yes. Oh dear. I hated it. I didn't enjoy one single minute of the show. It was really lacking a lot of narration. It was like Dick Van Dyke wasn't even there. (laughs) That's funny. The lighting was horrible. (laughs) Exactly. How many of them have been rained out now? Several. Because I know that that's been a big complaint that I've been hearing. This has been a, a rainier uh, December yeah. than last year was. You know? Yes, it has. But it hasn't um, rained hard. It's just rained right at the times of right enough of, to get the uh, enough to get the cellos wet. Mm-hmm. What, one of the housekeeping I was going to talk about was candlelight, so I'll, I'll just kind of put my input now okay. while, since, while we're on the subject. Um, we we were sitting on the left hand side, so our view was. Limited. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to see the human Christmas tree, the uh, part, the part elements of the show. Right. So I'm that if this was a dining experience, it would people would have been really upset. If I had paid an expensive dinner uh-huh. to have a seat, I would have been really upset. Yeah, we were we were over on the far right, and our view was a little obscured too. But it yeah, made us I, leaving early quick. It was yeah. easy to get out. Yeah, I mean, sneak out early. Well. But the, but the idea is to, to I mean the music was beautiful it's and everything but we barely saw the bell, bell ringers never saw the the um, soloists sign language okay. interpreter we never we I didn't even know there was one until they you know thanked her at the end of the of yeah, the show that's, that's on the very far right the far end. yeah I'm sorry she's on the very she she he was on the very far right I think yeah he was very on the very far right and it was a beautiful setup and everything but we've didn't really have a good view. So whatever they do next year, in my comments I was saying I hope it was in the Fantasyland Theater. Um, have we <laughs> Actually, have we brought up that there's a good chance it's going to Hyperion next year? That's a rumor that's out there, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't that like would that. certainly make it a lot better for most people. It it would. I don't know. It would, be, it would bring it indoors, which would be good. But it's just well, Wouldn't that- it increase the capacity? Yeah, because they could do it multiple times per day. And what a wonderful facility, too. A real theater with real sound, real lighting, good view, comfortable seating. That's, that's, that, that is an intelligent choice. But it's not mainstream. Except, 
it's not yeah. Main Street. It's detached from the party that they're going to charge for. Yeah. Wayne's rumor. <laughs> Watch it be true. All right. In other housekeeping, Indiana Jones reopened. Did anybody get a chance to ride Indiana Jones? You did. No, no. I did three times. Yay. And? How was, was everything working, Tom? Oh, heck no. They put the what? firefall back in, right? The, the, the little jewel coming out of the, of the skull? Yeah. Well, that. Okay. No, the, um, the lava flow when you first enter the Mara room. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the effect, the effect they had the very first year. I wouldn't have known to, where to look for that. As soon as your Jeep goes past Indiana, the first time you see Indiana, mm-hmm. and you head up the hill and into the Morrow Room, right as your Jeep start, stops and stammers, there used to be an effect that looked like lava. It looked like Mara shot a light beam towards right. the ceiling, and then part of the ceiling crumbled, and lava, it looked like lava was falling Right in front of your Jeep. If, if that was there, I didn't notice it. I'm sorry. Um, but I, but I did notice they've improved some of the lighting, like where your Jeep, where you're going through the ant room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those images were a lot crisper. Um, but they're still having trouble with the boulder. Oh, really? First time, you, I couldn't even see the boulder. It was way in the back. Second, second and third time, the boulder was moving. But the Jeep didn't, I'm using air quotes, back up. Well, that's disappointing considering yeah. it just got out of a That's what I'm curb. saying. Dis- I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're gonna see a 10 month rehab for Big Thunder next year. We could have stood another month without Indiana Jones to do it right. Agreed. I mean, I, I think they should have done that even if people complained. Uh, for the holiday that they didn't have Indiana Jones. If you're going to bring it back, bring it back right. I mean, they brought it a couple weeks into the holiday period, so just go all the way to January 6th before Big Thunder goes down and, and do it right. I mean, come on. Yeah. So, so wait, what, what was new? What was, what was the cause of the major refurb then? No, they were just, I mean, they said they painted the, the blow dart, the dart room, but I didn't, no, I mean, maybe it was a little brighter, but it wasn't that much different. Um, they said that, that they've replanked the bridge. Did they put the guardrails up? See, if, if there were guardrails, they were themed enough that I didn't even notice. Oh, really? Oh, oh interesting. So. That's I, good. Yeah. I thought I had read that that was part of the pro, pro, program. It, it could have been. But yeah, like um, I said, it's, yeah, it's a bridge, so they, can have guardrails, really. I mean, was the final Indiana working? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was working. He he's had problems over the yeah, years. Yeah. How about the uh, treasure room doors? The very first thing your car goes through. Uh, I got door one, door one, door two. So yeah, th- those are working. Okay. Future goal. They haven't worked in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, they hadn't. So that was good, but yeah, and went. Did you notice yeah. the doors it, actually rotate? Woohoo. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Major? Um, did you notice if the skeleton had the Mickey ears on it? Oh, oh I didn't notice. <laughs> oh, that is so hard it to It seemed see. like that, that room was brighter, too. The skeleton room seemed brighter. Really? Yeah. They've got the, the black light or something in there to make those things glow. So they pop out more? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, Doors don't rotate. Your car selects a different door. Yes, that's it. Don't pay no attention to those pay lines no on the floor. To the, to the lady at the corner of the room. Magic killer. Uh, last housekeeping that I have, we have confirmation per the OC register. The rumor that we were spreading a couple weeks ago that Market House is going to become Starbucks. Who was the one who said that first? Who was uh, the one that was, it was It was me. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the only Wayne Toygo? Yeah, that would be correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we have no information at all. They just kind of broke this story, and it's it's going to be a while. It'll probably be a month or two before they even go... They even close, and it'll be fall probably before we see Starbucks come in, but it'll be interesting to see what do they do with the space. Interested? Do you think that the um, I have no the problem with Disneyland it. fans will have You know, I, I, I talked about the history of the marketplace some time ago. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, old style history to marketplace but from what i've seen to what they've done inside there already they've already killed so much of what the original marketplace was you know when it was the market house and Mm -hmm. was the old i don't want to say deli but kind of you know food store market meat market that kind of thing I think it'll just be another another refurb on Main Street, just like Car- uh, Carnation Cafe, yeah. etc. Yeah. The the expansion of the old bakery. And, and I think I think the only problem that Disneyland people have with it at this point is the free refills. Oh yeah, yeah. that oh, was that yeah. was a a hidden gem, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. So I wonder that, if they'll have free refills like at someplace else. Maybe well, maybe not Plaza Inn because of the um of the uh, Character breakfast, but maybe at at the Carnation Cafe. Although that might be an issue too. Right. I mean, is they, there any other place going that in and has coffee like that? Not that I can think of. Uh-uh. Not just plain Where, coffee. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anybody else have a housekeeping? Just a really quick one. Um, okay. The glow with the show ears are working with the holiday fireworks. I don't know if you guys already said that, but. For people who have the glow at the show ears and you're coming for the holidays, bring mm-hmm. them and enjoy yep. them for the show. Yep. Don't forget chat night every Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific. Um, if you want to email us, give us feedback. That's dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. Also go over there to check out our show notes and there's a space there to give us feedback. Anything else? Oh, yeah, I was supposed to make a big announcement. I almost forgot. Drum roll. Yes. What is it? You don't know? Oh, okay. Well, Orla- the Orlando team made their big announcement, and <laughs> you know, there's no way we're going to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, from which, sh- yeah, don't, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it for somebody who well, hasn't listened well, to the Orlando show. You All made right. me laugh with your comment. <laughs> so... <laughs> this is our last it's show. When uh, you've made before many times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Um, so this is our last show of 2012. We will be back again in two weeks, like we normally are, on January 3rd ish. But from then on, we will be posting shows every week. Woo-hoo! Yay! 
so you more will, of us than you can see. <laughs> we will be so annoying and in your face every week. Just watch for us. Um, we will at least have two shows a week, probably, hopefully three on good weeks. So, um, if you have any suggestions, things that you want us to cover that we're not covering at this point, again, use that feedback email, dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com, or me directly, tom at wdwinfo.com, and let us know what you want to see on the show. I'm excited. I think we should have Tom take challenges. Oh, God, no. I like that. Kind of no. like the team challenge, but more. Oh, well, okay. I mean, I mean, if it's if it if we're if you're raising money for Give Kids a World, that would that would I would be open to that. But just to torture me, not so much. Well, <laughs> we could so torture you and raise money for Give Kids. No, World. you know how it's like uh, what it what is that? Send um, you know, like on the Ellen Show, she has send you know send the little girls to the park. <laughs> What you- Tom, Tom and Tutu in a pink tutu. No, God, no. Wand. Okay. We've done the tutus. Yeah, we've done the tutus. We have. That's true. That's, that's Tony. <laughs> All right. How do I get out of this? Tony. Over with the Tony with the news. <laughs> okay. Our top story, Tom is going to wear a tutu. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> nice. Good one, Tony. You nice set him story. up. Nice. <laughs> More to follow. No, he's not. Film at 11. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay, now I've got a mental picture with the film of the letter. Okay. <laughs> oh man, now you had to do that for all the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, it's time for the real. Okay, time for the real news. Okay, Disney California Adventure visitors got surprise entertainment from a big time celebrity in Cars Land. Grammy Award winner Brad Paisley, country singer, performed at the park for filming of the Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade, which airs at 9 a.m. December 25th on ABC. The show was not publicized beforehand. So, surprise. Paisley, who has songs in Cars 2, sang near the intersection of Route 66 and Cars Land with the man-made Cadillac Mountain Range in the background in the evening. Some visitors posted pictures and tweets on social media about the unpublicized performance. This is the first time that Cars Land will appear in the annual TV special following the June opening of the new area. Already in early November, Cruz filmed segments of the show at Disneyland where the Backstreet Boys performed and Mario Lopez hosted. Cool. Okay. Next story. After more than five decades, Eastman Kodak is ending a key sponsorship at U.S. Disney Parks December 31st, prompting the removal of the iconic Kodak picture spots throughout Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Kodak has served as the official film and camera partner at Disneyland since the park opened in 1955, said... Susie Brown. A Disneyland Resort. <laughs> Kodak is one of just three remaining original sponsors. Coca-Cola and Carnation, now Nestle, are the other two. Thousands, if not millions, of Disney visitors have stopped by Kodak picture spot signs to snap shots with backgrounds of classic attractions like Sleeping Beauty Castle and Rivers of America. Disneyland has seven spots, while Disney California Adventure has two. The change comes as Kodak deals with bankruptcy, which was filed in January. The 132-year-old film pioneer is still trying to exit bankruptcy in early 2013. Crews will remove Kodak signs from Main Street Photo Supply Company in Disneyland, Kingswell Camera Shop in California Adventure, and a kiosk in Fantasyland. A Kodak division, Event Imaging Systems, will continue to process the souvenir photos at attractions such as pictures snapped of visitors riding Splash Mountain. So, it's kind of sad. That, yes, that that is that that's, is really, not really surprising, but sad. 
And and unfortunate, yeah. I mean, the Kodak picture spot was such such an icon, especially at Disneyland. Um, it's it is amazing how I, I mean this this one's a total technology uplift. Mm-hmm. I mean, who who'd have thought that Kodak film would would not be essentially in existence anymore in right. any for, in any form. And I guess that brings in uh, the ability to put uh, to put uh, the Matterhorn in uh, in so say Japan and Epcot because <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they won't have the Fuji Mount Fuji restriction anymore if Kodak's uh, not a sponsor. Hmm. Remember that old story? Uh-uh. You guys don't know that story? Oh my gosh! Originally no. the. J- like they originally they were gonna put something like a Matterhorn in to Japan in Epcot. And they were gonna call it Mount Fuji. And Kodak pitched a huge oh, okay. fit on their sponsorship because of Fuji Film. Right. Oh, this is like a classic or Imagineering or um I don't know if it's quote unquote urban legend story right. or you know, real legend story, but yeah, Kodak threw a huge fit. And so they're scrapped the plans for Matterhorn to go into. Well, if you think about it, if you would have thought back, you know, even 20 years ago, let's say even 10, now let's go 15. I can't make up my mouth the number. Let's go 15 years ago, and you would have said, okay, Kodak will no longer be in existence and will leave Disney Parks, and coffee that you're going to pay $5 for (laughs) is going to go in, and people are going to be excited about it. It's just the way things work. When when does the Mayan calendar? Are we going to actually go up, or is the Mayan calendar end? I can't remember. It's uh, Friday. Was the end of the world? So yeah. okay. So yeah, we, they, so listen today. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get a new sponsor for the for the for the photo spots. Any suggestions? Maybe the Facebook photo spot. Um, Canon. Oh, you're not. Yeah, Nikon, Canon. Come on, just, you gotta, you use your imagination. Well, it, Come on, it should be like SanDisk, the company that makes the the digital <laughs> ca- the digital SD cards, or you know, someplace something like Dropbox or some online go. service, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Twitter, um, Photo yeah, PhotoPass. Instagram, yeah, Instagram, yeah. Instagram Photo Spot. There we go. Nice, yeah. yep. nice. <laughs> now we're now we're thinking of good. Okay, guys, talk about general generational jump though. I mean, we all grew grew up with Kodak was the yeah. thing. Well, in the cameras and in the story, they talked about a Kodak moment uh-huh. and how that doesn't like my son doesn't know if I go, oh, it's a Kodak moment. What? Yeah. That, that was what yeah. referred to. They yeah. talked about how that referred to a memory that you always have and you need to take a picture and all stuff. Now that we're all sad. Okay. Way to bring down the room and nobody hey. even died. Yeah, but Starbucks is coming in, so that makes me happy. Yeah, so okay. And finally. A split vote on a tax subsidy worth up to $158 million to build two luxury hotels near Disneyland has been voided, leaving the future of the development plans in doubt. Orange County Superior Court Judge Stephen Perk ruled Monday that the city council's 3-2 to vote in January approving the tax subsidy was a violation of California's open meeting law known as the Brown Act. The agenda for that meeting indicated there would be discussion of an existing economic assistance agreement between the developer and the city but it failed to adequately mention that action could be taken to amend the agreement. Anaheim officials could either appeal the court's decision or bring the item back for a new vote. 
The city is disappointed in the court's ruling, and we will be evaluating our options, said Ruth Ruiz, an Anaheim spokeswoman. Ruiz said council members will decide how the city responds to the judge's ruling. Hotel developer Bill O'Connell couldn't immediately be reached for comment. Two new council members have just been sworn in. Of the outgoing council members, Harry Sidhu voted in favor of the tax subsidy, while Lori Galloway opposed it. One of the new incoming council members, Jordan Brandman, has expressed his support for the tax subsidy as good for the resort district and the city. If the council were to take a new vote, a majority likely would favor the tax subsidy. When the item came before the council January 24th, it passed with little discussion. The only public comments were from supporters. But as word spread about the action, subsequent meetings were packed with outraged critics who called it an under-the-table giveaway of taxpayer money. The contract would have allowed the developer to use the bed tax generated by the hotels at Garden Walk, an outdoor mall, an outdoor mall near Disneyland, to pay for part of the construction costs. Plans for the $283 million hotel project call for 866 four-star rooms. The city wouldn't provide any money up front. Supporters, including the Chamber of Commerce, say that it would bring in millions of dollars on land that sits empty and generates no tax revenues. The original vote sparked an organization called Take Back Anaheim, which collected thousands of signatures to overturn the council decision, but failed to qualify a ballot initiative. Hmm, interesting. That's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Wayne. Alrighty, so we have talked on our podcast often about the D23 Expo, and to remind folks, the D23 Expo is again coming to the Anaheim area, and this time it's in August of this coming year, 2013. It'll be August 9th, 10th, and 11th, three days this year. So coming up, it'll be at the Anaheim Convention Center. Last year, they had something like 40,000 fans, is what they're saying, for the, the second of the expo, and we're coming up on expo number three. This year, they're going to be expanding a few things based on what we saw with the tremendous Guess lines yeah. and stuff. Oh, my word. <laughs> One of the things they'll have is an overflow theater for the arena, the big oh, arena nice. where okay. they do all the presentations, all the the big movie presentations and the resorts presentation and show us all the all the cool stuff that's coming up for next year. Um they will double the size of one of the other uh presentation venues which was called Stage 23 for those that went there and know what that one was. It was a fairly it was like a thousand seats were in this one thing and that wasn't that wasn't even close to what you know the line size was so they're going to double that there's going to be a, an expanded show floor and and a larger collectors forum area wow. and all that in addition to the regular stuff the Disney Legends ceremony is coming back they're going to have um fan art that um independent artists submit specially created pieces based on some kind of theme. And this year's theme will be the 50th anniversary of Mary Poppins. Yeah, that should be fun. Uh, the Disney Archives is coming back with their little, little thing. And the whole reason I'm bringing this up is if you haven't gotten your tickets and you know you want to go, 
Ticket prices are going to go up at the end of the year, on December 31st. So right now, from now through the end of this month, which by the time you hear this podcast, you've only got about a week, adult D23 member prices are $40, kids price 32 General admission right now, adult 47, kids 37, and there's a discount if you want to get all three days. But after... The first of the year, all prices are going to jump up by five bucks per ticket, so five bucks per day. So adults will jump to forty-five, kids will um, kids go up another five. That uh, sorry, D twenty-three members adult price is forty-five. General admission goes up to fifty-two, and then right before the show in summertime at June fifteenth, prices will jump to their regular general admission price by another five bucks. So at the door prices, D23 member adult prices, $50 per day per person. General admission, 57. So if you're interested in saving a little cash and you know you're going to D23, buy your tickets online now through the end of this month. Which one of, how many of you guys are going? I'm going. I'll be be there, I'll be there. Alright, thank you Wayne. Mary Jo? Um, Well, this year, for the Rose Parade, Disneyland's going to have, who do you think, uh, or what do you think the float will be this year for the Rose Parade, guys? Cars Land. Cars Land. It's got to be Cars Land. It is Destination Cars Land. Goodbye to Kodak. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Don't they usually have a float? Yeah, um, Kodak yeah. always has one of its um, oh, designed they, by what's his name. Yeah, or they sponsor a trophy or something, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's usually yeah. really float too. That, that in fact, all the floats at the Rose Parade are pretty. Yeah. But anyway, you you're you're all correct. It's going to be Destination Cars Land. It's the 75th year that Disney is going to be in the Rose Parade. And um, for anybody who's planning on going, start looking up way what you're going to do to get there. If you're going to be sitting in the grandstands, it's kind of late, but you might still be able to get something. Sharpseating.com. Um, yeah, sharpseating.com. I actually was there last last year. We got there about 2 o'clock in the morning and, and camped out on the streets. If you want to be in Colorado Boulevard, plan to get there early, like the day before, and camp out there. People sell food. There's outhouses, ew, but still – and uh, other facilities, and just make your way over there. You can. It's a lot of fun if you've never done it. Um, I think that it's something that people should do at least once in their lifetime if they can. If they can make that journey. Can I add um, having no, a work- yeah, this is my <laughs> at, at anything? I'm going to add. I don't give a rat's butt about y'all. Um, oh dear. <laughs> As somebody who's worked with the Burbank Tournament of Roses um, parade float and actually taken it to the parade route, um, literally at two and a half miles an hour all the way from Burbank, it it's an awesome time if you are down there at um, you know basically spending the evening. Um, the all of the parade floats have to be in their positions on Orange Grove Boulevard by midnight. The first round of judging starts around 1 a.m. There's two different sets of judging. And the second one is like at 3 a.m. 
and then awards are given out at 5 a.m. So that's a little trivia, but it is so much fun to walk up and down Orange Grove Boulevard, which is surrounded by huge homes and and um, oh, condo Grove buildings. Orange Grove that Nancy is mentioning is where the begin is the beginning of yeah, the yeah it's the start right before the television curve you know the 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 turn that you always see on television so it's a beautiful street and a beautiful place just to walk up and down everyone's having fun you'll see neighbors that have their bottles of champagne out with them <laughs> bundle up though very 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 chilly at night yeah this the, last year was a really mild um winter this year it's turning out to be pretty rainy and and will probably be cold i yep. think and i like your idea nancy of start of going to that section to see yeah. the floats in the parade because if it's you go to where way. i was i was probably like maybe um maybe half a mile from the end <laughs> um bedraggled is a good description of of the uh cheerleaders the yeah <laughs> yeah by the time they get to that point it's pretty warm. Okay. They've walked four and a half miles, and they're tired. And we should tell people if you're planning on camping out, they will not let anyone camp out till 12 noon on New Year's Eve. And people do start there at that yep. time. 12 noon, so you cannot stake a spot on the street before then. Excellent. So just, yeah. Thank you, Mary Jo and Nancy. Um, I'll go next. Uh <laughs> January 4th through the 6th, Disneyland will be celebrating Three Kings Day at the Big Thunder Ranch Jamboree area. see With special decor and entertainment showcasing Mexican and uh, Western heritage. Highlights include characters in their Fiesta Finest and performances by the Mariachi Divas and Ballet Folklorico Dancers. Also, Rancho de Zocolo will serve Three Kings Day treats, including... Let me see if I got this right. Rosca de Reyes? Was that close? Oh, Rosca de Reyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And, of course, sweet corn tamales with pineapple and cajeta. Cajeta? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's such a classic. Um, and, of course, the classic strawberry-filled churros. Those are classic, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, blue Disneyland corn. classic. Yeah, exactly. And blue corn tamales with Monterey Jack and green tomatillo sauce. That sounds so good. So head out there on that weekend for Three Kings Day. This was the first year they did that, and it was really. I went there on that day, mm-hmm. and the actual Three Kings Day is January sixth. But okay, since not everybody can make it on that day, Disneyland has a, a longer celebration. Right. So, they and I'm really assuming along job. with the rant, the th- Jamboree area, there'll probably be something in Zocalo Park there in front of yeah. Rancho de Zocalo. They'll probably have face painting again, yeah, free yeah. free face painting. So, yeah, I'm looking at my pictures from this year. It was really cool. Excellent. Uh, Nancy. Okay. I have, as always, a lovely um, commentary on shopping, 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 shopping. Of course, Disney's always um, introducing new sales and new ways to take your money. Of course. <laughs> and they have, you know, back in November, they announced their, oh, what did they call it? The um, the 
personalized um, shopping, or not personalized shopping, it was the enhanced shopping card, which was for a thousand bucks on a, on a card, you got to uh, have a specific card that had your discounts that you were applicable for um, affiliated with the card, so when they slid it, they could confirm. Wow. When you presented your stuff, well, and you got like a three hundred and some odd dollar pin picture that was formatted with the castle and stuff as part of the deal. So think of it as a thousand dollar pin collection. Um, well, because those do have restrictions. Well, they've now made a regular gift card since people said, "Well, why should we get this when we can get regular gift cards with no restrictions?" So they've taken them now and decided to make you be able to personalize your gift card. And yeehaw, here they are. <laughs> Personalized Disney gift card templates. You can use these. They're kind of fun. Um, I think they're cool. Well, you know. Well, tell, tell us what they are because I'm not sure what you're talking about. Um, okay. You know, everybody's familiar with the Disney gift card. You can go into any Disney store or any yeah. Disney theme park and purchase. Uh, uh, okay, I'm with and you there. And a lot of people, a lot of people use them, you know, in preparation for their trips. They buy a gift card and put the money aside, you know, with, for their spent, trip spending money that way. We've done that. Um, well, now if you're going to give people Disney gift card money, mm-hmm. you can turn around and put your own family photos on the oh. gift card. And they have little different little borders. One's Mickey, one's Minnie. One's kind of a celebrate. So if you're giving it as a birthday present, it's got like Mickey balloons and streamers. And then the other one is a holiday card. And I just about died when I saw this on the uh, Disney Parks blog because they're touting it as a way, uh, as a way to, uh, Bring a whole new meaning. I, I believe the, their quote was a whole new meaning to the idea of family holiday card with its seasonal colors <laughs> and snowflakes. So, you know, most people hate getting the that. form letter with the form picture. Now you can take your holiday family with you. You get money that's attached to the picture. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, Tony. Okay. For those of you locals, Meaning you're on, you're west of the Mississippi. Um, <laughs> for, I had to, I had to broaden the group. Uh, early admission has been expanded during the holidays at Disneyland. So the Disneyland Resort has expanded early admission from December 20th, 2012 through January 4th, 2013. During this time, magic morning hours are available at Disneyland every day and extra magic hours available at both parks every day. So, annual pass holders also can do this. Early entry for annual pass holders has returned. Annual pass holders can enjoy the parks one hour early, most weekends, January 5th, 2013, through April 14th, 2013. And you don't have to sign up like you used to. You just have to present your annual pass at designated turnstiles at DCA on most Saturdays and Disneyland Park on most Sundays. Lockout days are January 19th. January 20th and February 3rd. And that information can be found at wdwinfo.com backslash Disneyland and you can find it. So. Just for a reminder, people, or for a reminder for you that, cause they keep changing the terms or the, the words they use. Magic morning hours refers to the hour for 
um, people that have the three plus day park hoppers and that's how they get the early entry. Um, extra magic hour refers to guests staying at Disneyland resort hotels. So there's two different ways you can get, and I guess now three different ways you can get early entry to the parks. So is that entry earlier than the posted park time? Yeah, it should be one hour earlier. So, so if park time is posted on the calendar as 8 a.m., mm-hmm. which it is right now, yep. does that mean pass holders and hotel guests get to get in at 7 a.m.? Well, the pass holder thing doesn't start till after the holidays, but yeah, hotels and guests would be able to get in at 7 a.m. Gosh. Yep. Boy, and, that's uh, and starting, well, starting today, the day the podcast goes up for, through January 4th, every day you could choose whichever park if you're a hotel guest and get in at 7 a.m. Yeah. At 7 a.m., you're going to get on everything and be done. You'll do the whole park in one hour. I, I love yeah. Disneyland first thing in the morning. You can get some. Uh-huh. Yeah, with Cars Land, it's kind of a little trickier, but. It- but. But after staying up till 3 a.m., how could one go? Oh, right, you stay up all night. I forgot. Yeah, just have we? Have we? We're we're not going to have a podcast before. Have we mentioned park hours for New Year's Eve? No. Go ahead. Do you have, do you have them in front of you? Is it three in the morning Di- or two in the morning? Disneyland for December 31st, 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. Uh-huh. Wow. This is the one I find interesting. California Adventure, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. So New Year's Eve in California Adventure. Let's go. World of Color, got to be. Oh, World of Color at midnight? Yes. Go. You know they're going to do something. Didn't they last year? I think I'm sure, I remember I'm that. Sure they'll add some kind of fireworks or some kind of tag or something. Yeah. I think they did, but I think it was so foggy that they couldn't see anything. Well, that's what happens when they shoot off fireworks in a bowl. It just kind of stays there. And I found it, I found it, I found it. I have a picture of one of the Kodak picture spot <laughs> signs. Oh, I do, I do. Right in front of the flower bed. It, it must have been in springtime because the flowers are all bright yellow. And I specifically took a picture of the Kodak picture, picture spot nice. sign. Aww. Here. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's head over to Mary Jo for our thread of the week. 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 I like that. Thread of week. 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 This week is I'm take I'm um, changing it up just a little bit because we had a very special thread Aww. from one of our dizzers named Flynn Ryder and Nancy and I met him, yep. Mike, back when uh, Carsland I think it was the official opening day, Nancy. Yep. And we had lunch at the Carthay Circle Restaurant, and Mike had PM'd me and asked if he could join us, and I was a heck yeah, and he had lunch with us. And so we got to meet up with him, super nice guy, and he recently put up a thread um, called My Disney Proposal. Aww. <gasps> and he, he pulled off a fantastic... Uh, proposal for his uh, now fiance, and um, I'll just read this to you. I just got back from the park and thought I'd share my Disney proposal. We started on Thursday, getting dressed up really nice. My girlfriend, um, sorry, 
I had convinced my girlfriend that the Blue Bayou had changed their dress code. She wasn't too happy about getting that dressed up, but she agreed. Isn't that cool that he did that? We began the day going on the omnibus when one of her friends texted her. Hey, I heard Walt and Lillian celebrated their 30th anniversary in the park. Can you find where it was at and take a picture of it? Well, this started a surprise scavenger hunt that was Walt and Lily themed. It took us all around the park until she got a text that said, Hey, I heard Walt had a secret club. Can you take a picture of it? And she sighed and said, That's easy, Club 33. So we headed there to take our picture, but upon arriving, I asked what would happen if we rang the bell. I gave it a ring and out came a cast member who asked if we had a reservation. I smiled and gave her my name. My girlfriend was very shocked when we were let in and escorted into the elevator. We sat down to an amazing lunch buffet. She had the steak and I had crab, but we split the mac and cheese, which was amazing. We took photos on the balcony and had a couple of special moments. When we had gotten dressed up for the day, she thought something weird was happening, but now was happy to think that Club 33 was the big surprise. But that wasn't it. When it was time for dessert, our waitress came out with a decked-out custom-made Disney cake, Cinderella-themed, made from the Central Bakery, and on it, it said, Will you marry me? I got down on one knee, and she said yes. The whole restaurant applauded. It was quite amazing. This is where I kind of got choked up reading that. And it was all thanks to a member who approached me on the Internet after I had looked for help um, in getting a reservation. He booked us at the club and ordered a cake, but it didn't stop there. Later, he took us into um, Club 1901, which is over in California Adventure by um, the Garthy Circle Restaurant. And we just happened to be there, and we meet John Lasseter. Oh. I was slack-jawed and awestruck. 1901 is great. I highly recommend the Tequila Daisy. Can you imagine? He set this whole surprise up, and they get to meet John Lasseter when he uh, proposes to her. The member also took us to on the Lily Bell, the Mark Twain Wheelhouse, and the Haunted Mansion Pet Cemetery. He got us tons of fast passes for Radiator Springs Racers, and even took us to see Fantasmic in the VIP seating. It was amazing, and I will never be able to say thank you enough. That kind of generosity seems to be something you only find at Disneyland, which is kind of a, it made me think of Tom's uh, signature saying of Disneyland is something that needs to be shared, right? Uh-huh. But um, Flynn Ryder are, uh, is the Dis name, and he has pictures of their Club 33 uh, luncheon buffet, his beautiful fiance, um, Andrea, and pictures of both of them, and then this awesome Cinderella cake. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. No. Oh my gosh, it's a, it's a tall light blue cake with, that says, has the midnight medallion on the side of it. And on the top of it, there's a white ribbon and fondant. And in red is written, will you marry me? Beautiful, beautiful cake. So, um, there's other pictures, their engagement ring and et cetera. So on the Disneyland board, go to my Disney proposal and, you know, extend your congratulations to them. It's on the uh, first page still right now. Of course, people, there'll be a link uh, in the show responding. notes. Excuse me? There'll be a link in the show notes, of course. Yeah, that's even better. It's, it's when always, you listen to the... There you go. It's always yeah, fun when, when, Dis- when Disney does things like that, just little special things. Oh, just what 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 an awesome, surprising day. And, and it was very nice of Mike to share his proposal on the Dis- on the Disneyland board with us. 
Has anybody seen the video that's floating around on Facebook from the Art of Animation in, in Florida? Which no. one? There's a, it's a, a, a mom and three kids, I think, are, came to Florida. The dad's in the military and he was away. And he, somehow he rigs it up. So when they get to Art of Animation, they sit them down on a couch, get probably a hundred cast members in the lobby of Art of Animation, and do this flash mob thing to Little Mermaid or something, you know, what, under the sea, I think. And at the end of it, they hold this big old poster of Little Mermaid in front of, in, in it, you know, between them, and they move it aside, and the dad's standing there and surprises the family. Fun. Oh. My gosh. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, so so look that up. I think it was on it, it's it's floating around on Facebook, but just look up Art of Animation on, I'm, on I'm, YouTube. But in uh my Disney proposal I, I just had a note to myself that uh Flynn Ryder's Mike's Disney name that he got her with his smoldering look. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Disney Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland segments this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you in two weeks after the holidays. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.